Hello, it's episode 135 of the Evil G podcast, the official podcast of crushing Stu's dreams. Oh, that's a harsh start. <laughs> well, a, we seem to do it a lot on here. Well, it's yeah, not like we're yeah. doing it, but you know, yeah, keep yeah talking there's about a certain it. company. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is the same company too. It's the fucking same company, just crushing my dreams. Hey? <laughs> fucking hell. I ain't calling that Stu. Uh, and, uh, uh, very depressed Stu, which we'll get a day later. <laughs> we'll get, get to that later. But, the, but you should be happy as well because Tekken 8 came out and it's great. Yeah, yeah. It is great. Uh, see, before we get into Tekken, though, can I, can I change subject very go, quickly? Go for it. I have to tell everyone. I don't know how many listeners we have. I don't care because anyone listening to this. I have to tell you all, if you ever get a chance in your lives and you really want to feel crazily insignificant but insanely valuable at the same time, go see Professor Brian Cox live. It's amazing. I'm telling you. It's, it is literally a science lecture, but it's one of the greatest things you'll ever see. Hmm. Brilliant. You should definitely go check him out. Uh, I've went and seen him there Thursday past. I had no idea what to expect. Uh, it literally was just a science lecture with him. Um, it, it sounds so stupid, but he's kind of like the rock star scientist. I've never known a science lecture to have merchandise. So I had to, I had to buy a t-shirt. I had to buy a <laughs> Brian Cox t-shirt. t-shirt. Yeah, it's got this diagram of the universe on it. And I was like, wow, I have to get this. He had a hoodie with this big equation on the back. And I was all... I know that equation, but I can't remember which one it is because there was like 10 different equations he explained. I'm pretty sure the one on the back of the hoodie was the one about time going backwards in a black hole, but depending how far you are from the black hole depends what you see and all that there. You know, depending if you get to the event horizon and all that there. He explained all that shit. Fantastic. But it was amazing. It was absolutely fantastic. Like I say, I, I walked out feeling absolutely inspired. So it is. Um, so... I just feel really good about all the because I was it's bad I was able to follow him most of the time and I was like oh I know all this shit this is class I understand what he's on about so I thought it was very cool and then of course us being the fucking uncultured hellhole we are of a town somebody tackled him and he was very confused I he, he sort of I'd stopped be confused for a uh, second I don't know how do you how do you heckle a science lecture that's weird we well, just this boy sort of shouted up, I whatever, Brian, I whatever. And he just stopped and he went, what? And the boy started shouting, I whatever, I whatever. And he sort of looked around and he's like, I've never been heckled at one of these. This is this is a bit <laughs> odd, but you can spot, but he says, you can spot the arse that has paid for education and doesn't pay attention. Um, and then everyone sort of laughed and the boy shut up and he was like, right, well, now that, you know, my friend has shut up, I'll continue on. And I was like, Man, you just got bodied by a nerd. Not even a comedian. Like, <laughs> I don't know what that, no. why, why that guy decided to do that. But that's that's pretty wild that you would like pay to go to something like that and then think I'm gonna heckle. Yeah, uh, it's... I, it's funny though because he, he obviously had a, an intermission, right? And. Uh, you know, you got you stretch your legs and all that shit. And there's this, there's whole groups of people being all, oh, I thought it was going to be more of this, that, and the other. I'm a bit bored and all this. Here. And I'm like, hang on, 
the fuck are you doing? What did you? What were these people expecting? I think people are expecting like hologram shows and shit like that. It's a man on stage talking to you, and all right, he has a big screen behind him when he needs to explain, you know, how nebulous it all come up to part. Like he's like, but it was. I loved it. I thought it was. I was like fucking second row from the front. The man was literally fucking feet from me. I could see the purrs on his chin. It was great. So <laughs> I was well happy. I think you're right there. I think I have a man crush on him. <laughs> yeah, I think you definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he has a man crush on Albert Einstein. He said that himself. Oh, fair enough. Um, Einstein was one of his, his scientific heroes. Him and that Carl Sagan. A lot of people talk about Carl Sagan. He was... But then... I know we're a bit off topic here. I don't think Carl Sagan actually discovered anything. Not that I can think of. I know the name. I have no idea. Yeah, because obviously Einstein and Isaac Newton, they're fucking very famous, and they made a shit ton of discoveries, as did Stephen Hawking and all. But Sagan, I can't think of anything, so I must actually look Oh, no, Car- Carl Sagan's the... Is he not the guy that would go on TV with fucking spoonbenders and show them up? Is right? that him? Is that him? I don't. Fuck, I don't know. I must check that out. That'd be hilarious to see. Because I know mm. there's the other guy. There's Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's a famous scientist in America. Uh, he's he, he's he, the the guy. He's all about physics. He's a bit of an arsehole. <laughs> yeah, apparently he's very um odd. What was he? He was arguing <laughs> about something. Uh, he's a kind of boy. If you like, you know, you be. Everyone would be gushing over some fucking new film and he'd be coming in and be like, oh, but that's not possible. You're like, oh, shut up, would you? Uh, <laughs> you ruin everyone's good time, you fucking weirdo. Fuck's sake. Yeah. There's no need for that. Like, Jesus Christ. You, you, could, you could enjoy science and be, you know, all that there and still go watch fucking Godzilla and shit and enjoy that. Like, for God's sake. You know? Not everything has to be realistic. That's not the point of a movie, anyway. Who watches movies for shit to be... Well, sorry, some movies were meant to be realistic, but not all of them. Anyway, this is a hell of a tangent, and I apologize. We should probably talk about Tekken 8. We probably should, I. Why good? (laughs) It is. Okay, moving on to the news. (laughs) Um, Well, it only came out there last week as well, and obviously we got it day one. Um, I... The great thing about it is there's lots of new systems, which I'm sure you've noticed yourself, um, but mm. it still has that familiar tech and feel. So you can come into it as a newbie mm-hmm. and get the hang of it very quickly because it talks you through everything. Or you can come in with experience and go, oh, there's some new shit to get my head around. So it's, I think it is very friendly to new tech and players. Definitely. I, I, I think though... What what would you say if someone's never really played a fighting game before? Do you think Tekken would be welcoming? I think so. I think Tekken's always been probably if you all the fighting games that are right now, I think Tekken is probably the most approachable out of any of them. Yeah, I think, I'm not gonna lie. I that uh that what a, the modern control Street Fighter Six has, that's pretty sweet too. <clears throat> yeah. But Tekken has something like that as well. Yeah, have you seen how that works though? You hit, you can hit the button to turn it on mid fight. Yeah, you can turn it on mid match and everything. Um, I fought a guy online who had it on the whole match, and it works well in Street Fighter because let's be honest, Street Fighter characters have what 
20 moves tops on their move list. Mm. Obviously, Tekken, they're somewhere up in the fucking at least 100. And when you put that control system on, it literally picks maybe 10 moves. And this poor guy, all right, he, he was doing, he picked law, he was doing all right. But as soon as, because the worst thing is, it highlights the button that you're pressing. So I could, I could oh. see what button he pressed and I knew what was coming there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, oh dear, this, this is not very cleverly thought out at all. It seems a bit unfair, but okay. Yeah, it's like, I can see what you're pressing. It would make more sense if it only showed up on his screen, hmm. but I could see it. And I was like, I feel bad. Should I beat this guy? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> input reading somehow. Yeah. He was hammer all he was doing was hammering between X and circle. And I was like, I can see exactly what you're doing. And with law, when you pressed X, he immediately done know his big 360 sweep. And uh, so it would yeah. highlight it would highlight that he had pressed X, so I was able to duck. And then I was able to grab him and I was like, fucking hell, I feel really bad. <laughs> I, I beat him, like, but I think in terms of the that system. I think Street Fighter definitely did it better, but it probably had, had it was going to do it better because it has less moves. It's still a nice idea for new people to maybe get their head around it. But as as you know yourself with Tekken as well, you don't need a lot of like quarter circles and no. shit like that. So I don't think it is as necessary as it is in Street Fighter. No, definitely not. Like the the whole right, your four face buttons are your limbs. Uh, off you mm. go. Um, mm. Well, last night we were mucking around with characters we'd never done before, and as we sort of mentioned, you can try a lot of the same things you do with other characters, and a character will still do something. Yeah. Well, I'm just like, you start by hitting all the buttons and like just trying out wee combos, and then you start firing in directions, and you maybe start firing in diagonal directions to see what happens, then you start maybe hitting two buttons together to see what that does. And then you start teleporting with a sword and doing crazy yeah. damage. <laughs> that's, that's that's usually the way I do it anyway. Uh, the um the single player arcade story mode thing is very good. Now that will that will basically take you from I've never played a fighting game before and teach you stuff. Um That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, show you how to do combos. Show you, you know, it'll introduce air combos. Um, mm. and all those sort of, you know, tagging concepts. Um, and then you're just uh applying that to uh different um AI controlled uh players mm. in in these wee arcades. Um, it's funny because. Cat was chatting to me and saying he couldn't really get his head around the new heat system. And so I says to him, play the Wii Arcade mode. It'll talk you through how to do it mm. and when to do it and things like that. So he did, and he was able to sort of like, oh, right, I fucking figured it out now, lad. So, like, last time I was playing with him, he was able to do heat combos and stuff. Aye. So all because that Wii Arcade talked him through how to do it. Hi. Uh, the, the heat system's good as well, so you activate that and then it starts counting down and why that? You can do chip damage to, to a blocking opponent and then it gives you some extra stuff you can do in your combos, like there's certain moves you can only do. I like it, the, the way you can, certain moves you do will automatically trigger it. Um, yeah, that's a cool it, idea. 
Asuka has a lot of those ones where you'll you'll do the move, it'll knock the player back, heat'll activate, and then she'll go sprinting in. Mm. I'm guessing she's not the only character that, that does that. No, every character will do that. Mm. Every character does it. If if the if the heat uh if the I call it the heat move knocks you back, then your character will automatically run in. Now I have to when I played the demo, I thought that just happened all the time. I didn't realize it was the heat system. So it's it's you know cool idea that you can really sort of because it can really fucking keep a combo going because I've noticed with King I can knock a boy flying King will go sprinting and then I can run in and do a run and you know the big knee to the face yeah and it feels a bit dirty but it's like ah eh, it's part of the game so <laughs> yeah um and then if you feel like it um while your heat's active you can hit a button and do your big super heat move. Which burn, oh, yeah, yeah. burns your whole meter then, and, and that's that's you. Yep. It's done for the round. It's gone. Um, and then you've got the. Th- this was in Tekken Seven as well. The rage state yes. when your health yes. gets down to a certain, uh, you know, gets gets down to a certain level, like quarter, or whatever. You go into what's called a rage state, and then you can do your rage art, which is like a, oh shit, move to try and pull back around mm. does a lot of damage it's like a street fighter super move basically mm. but it's also very mm. easy to block yes it is um is the uh the bloodborne thing new that's new isn't it like you can take some damage that's very new i think that's chip damage that isn't it they, they kind of borrowed that from tech and tag to be fair so instead of you know tagging out and your character heals, you can heal yourself by attacking, which to me is the best way of doing it. Because if you could heal just by giving yourself time, you know a bunch of bastards would just be like, you know, sprinting back or fucking, you know, backing off till they got their health back and then attacking again. I like that it forces you to be aggressive. Mm. That's definitely the the what they the way they want you to play in this is is to play aggressive it's it's encouraging you to do it um it also feeds i, I don't know I, I can never tell but it feeds faster to me could yeah, be talking shit but no, no definitely does it uh, definitely feels faster than seven again it's because i think it makes you be aggressive you know the bonuses are there for being aggressive so i think that's why it feels faster yeah and graphically, it is unfucking real. Yeah, it did. It is a great looking game. Um, <laughs> I love at the start, certain characters will like flex, and you'll see the actual muscles flex and all. It's fucking mm. mad, so it is. Uh, yeah, all the, the stages look great. There's, uh, you get some stages of, of the stage transitions in them as well. Mm. I don't think that's new or anything, but. Uh, Oh, they've been kind of doing that since Tekken 4. They first brought it into Tekken 4. Believe it or not, the only Tekken I never bought. Um, Because Dead or Alive was very popular. And Tekken went, oh, we'll try that. And they made a pig's ear of it. Mm. So we Tekken 5, they sort of dialed it back. And we now have our Tekken stage transitions, which is a lot better. Mm. Whereas you know yourself, DOA was famous for its crazy stage transitions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they, these are a little... Uh, the, yeah, they're not as absolutely crazy. You'll hit someone through yeah, the wall or, or through the floor, yeah. and then you'll be able... They're not as 
damage making either because yeah. that was like but, you could win a fight just by putting someone through a window yeah but you do also uh if if you put someone into a stage transition you have the opportunity to keep your combo going you've got a yes when you they do. land there, there's an opening there to to keep going yeah they kind of bought what so in tekken 6 they used to have this thing called the bound and they've kind of brought that back um whereas in tekken 7 they had more like the fucking spiral thing they got rid of that because i think again that's why tekken 7 felt slower you couldn't be as aggressive so they were like right well if we're gonna have the aggression of the game we have to bring back maybe the tekken 6 bound thing which is that thing you know sometimes you'll bounce on the ground and you'll be able to keep a combo going yeah you didn't really get that in seven it was more about the fucking stupid spiral thing which to be honest just did not work for my style of play so this What's is definitely more up my street. Thing? Is that like the, the whirlwind attacks? No, no, no. It's like you would hit a character a certain way and they would sort of do like this weird spin. I, I, I don't know what they actually called it, but I never really liked it. Because I, I, I thought you were on about the, the, like the whirlwind attacks are in this that allow you to juggle certain attacks. Oh, no, no. Will, uh, they'll, no, no. they'll create like a tornado. No, it's not that. Oh, I, okay. I know what you're talking about. No. But this was like a weird spiral that they would sort of, it would almost look like they were doing a really bad psycho crusher and landing on their face. So, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work for me at all. Whereas the Tekken 6 sort of boundy stuff definitely did. So I feel like I'm able to be 10 times more aggressive. So, yeah, I'm absolutely loving it. I played through the, let's call it the main story, um, which is absolutely bonkers. Uh, as you'd expect, being a Tekken game, uh, it goes it goes very sort of fucking Final Fantasy fucking Dragon Ball shit at the end, and then it all calms down again. And you're like, okay, one minute there's fucking lasers in space and shit, and now it's just a boy fighting another boy on an island in the on on <laughs> you know, it's how the fuck did we get here? Uh, but there's I'm pretty sure there's a reference to AEW in the story mode. I look forward to seeing if you pick up on it. It's when you're playing as king. There's a boy shout something about somebody being all elite. And I was like, has to be. Because Harada's a big fucking wrestling mark. Yeah. The, um... Yeah, you should you should try the uh, the arcade story as well. Because it is actually... Oh, I will do as well. I, I, I think you'll... You'll like that because... Like the arcade, you're and you're you're starting, and everyone's all like, "Yeah, let's all just have fun playing fighting games." And then this dickhead comes in, and is like, "Oh, no one worth fighting here. If you're not doing it for to be the best, then why bother?" And storms out, and then I you know, like it's going to be you gearing up to, you know, take this guy out in a, a tournament at, at some point. <laughs> you're going to say, "Just take this guy out, just leave it there." <laughs> <laughs> I just get the fuck out. Um, Throw a brick at him. Get out of here. <laughs> um, speaking of Harada, um, is she people are asking him for Tifa? Yeah, I've seen he, that. He didn't. He didn't actually say, "Don't ask me for shit." This he just goes, "No, Anna, yes, I know she's was- very attractive." That's weird. <laughs> And, you know he's kind of on the song there. I was like, "All right, we get. I get it. I get it. Shut up." <laughs> it's still him kind of going, "I right, shut up." But uh, <laughs> it's just the way he's like, "Yeah, she's very attractive. I get it. I understand." 
Because at first I thought, I wonder is this a translation thing? And he means like, you know, attractive as in she's, you know, she would suit the game because she's a hand-to-hand combatant. Not at all. That's not what he meant. Then I thought to myself, yeah, that's not what he means at all. He's saying stop being horny dickheads. People just asking to put her in it because she would suit the game. So you don't even know if if they just want her in for that reason. But I I, I don't think, no, not Tifa. Tifa's not, not the one I want. Um... Tifa's Tifa's not even anywhere near as sexy as the the character I want in there. Uh, it's one that I wanted in Tekken Seven as well. That you should have put in. That's fucking Kenny Omega. Oh, all right. I thought you wanted uh, the guy from uh, uh, Yakuza. No, I'd prefer Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega in a Tekken game would be unfucking believable. They had all that bullet club shit in Seven, and I was like. Are oh, you gonna put yeah. in? And then uh, King had all the the you know the Okada outfit, and you could do the the Rainmaker. And he yeah, still... he's no Rainmaker anymore. Oh, you know what they replaced it with? What? A pedigree. Yeah. <laughs> What's he trying to say? I'm there? Sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry though. It's just you know because the rape when he done the Rainmaker in the last one, it done the camera thing and all, and the money fell down, and it was like yeah. And then they were like, oh, you know, you get a pedigree. And I was like, what the fuck? Give him a golden shovel. <laughs> they give they give him a few new toys, to be fair. They give him the Dax Harwood leg drop, because there's no one else does a leg drop that I can think remotely <laughs> good at wrestling. Um, well, yeah, no. <laughs> ah, see, you have to be a good wrestler in order to get into a game. You just can't do a move. Um, and Dax Harwood still can leg drop. Is there anyone else? And I'm not trying to be funny here, but anyone else, sort of modern day, still doing a leg drop? Um, I can't think of anyone. Well, what do you call him? Um, oh, d- does oh, what do you call the guy who's fighting Moxley? Like last week, like Shane oh, Taylor. Ah, yeah. Shane Taylor. He does a leg drop. Ah, he does actually. You're a good point. Ah, he he drops a big leg as well. Right, so it's either a Shane Taylor or it actually probably would be closer to a Shane Taylor because Dax's leg drops very fast. Yeah, it's like a snap leg drop. Snap I, I, I never thought I'd hear that in my life. <laughs> uh, the you always know, once when you see a leg drop because he's like, uh, spine, it's yeah. no good. Don't do that. Especially one off Dax- the fucking rope. It's like, what yeah. are you doing? Dax's must be even worse because he just flings himself down so quick as well. I know. He gets lower to the ground before, you know. Mm, well, maybe that's a, that's a good point. Yeah, he's not jumping I, up on the air. Less impact on the spine, I would think. Plus, Big Shane Taylor jumping off a rope doing a fucking leg drop is not going to be nice on himself. He's a big boy. Uh, but anyway, that's the leg drop he has. It's nobody else's. Don't care what anyone says. <laughs> Um, is there is there anything else? Oh, um, I guess there's two more things. The what what do you think of the what do they even call it? The Tekken Lounge. The Tekken Lounge is obviously very similar to what Street Fighter Six did, which was what we've discussed before. Whereas, if you want to play on, there's different ways of playing online. You can set up a room like old school way, where you create your wee avatar and you go into an arcade. And it is a good idea. You know, people want to chat to each other or whatever. My only problem with it is, uh, 
unlike Street Fighter, you can't just sit down at either side of a cabinet and have a fight. <laughs> it literally just goes into this searching for a game. And I was thinking, well, what if you like get chatting to someone in the arcade lounge and you just want to have a wee scrap with them? You have to go out, set up a room and all that there. I'm hoping maybe that changes at some point. There must be a way uh, just to like fight someone in there. There has to be. Yeah. If you get chatting to someone or uh, something like, or, like me and you, you know, instead of fucking setting up a room every time and having Joe Soaps join you, if you just want to go here, we'll have a couple of fights. There has to be a way to just chat. Because I can fight your ghost. It's like I don't want to fight his ghost. I want to fight. He's standing right there. Can I not fight him instead? Well, I I fought my I fought my own ghost and it's nothing that terrible. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you probably haven't tried this mode. There's another one. The 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 actual ghost battle thing. um, Yeah, that unlocks later on. Aye. Um. So so that's all about like this AI learning from your playstyle and making a ghost and i think that you can just go through and fight people's ghosts and it's supposed to mimic their playstyle and then it was like right here fight your ghost and it just kept i know what it was trying to do because i kept trying to do this combo with asuka and it was like the opener is the wee short uppercut she does that pops you into the air and it just kept trying to do that but it was nowhere near me i was like that's probably how i look when i've been trying to do that so it's probably just been using my practice stuff. <laughs> it's, it's like, uh, so then kick the shit out of me, ghost. Yeah, because all I ever do in practice when I'm waiting for a match is keep doing giant swings. So, <laughs> so your ghost probably ghost... just flat out trying to do a giant swing. Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, hang on, I, I, I did this time as well. Is I remapped some buttons because. I I cannot, for the life of me, um, there's certain button combinations, you know, two buttons together. I was like, how am I supposed to do that with my thumb? I don't play like you. You do the fucking crab cloth thing. I do the crab cloth thing, yeah. I can't do that. Um, So, so yeah, it's like, uh, some some buttons where it's like, you you know, it's X and triangle or uh, Mm, square mm -hmm. and circle. And I just map, map them to... Uh, some of the empty buttons at the top, and that went well. Yeah, yeah. That's like last night. I kept doing the, uh, you know, ask his tackle, which yeah. is something I could never do before. You have to do the big wind. She does the big fucking wind up first, and then just dies at you. That's but pretty cool. You have to hit, know that. Uh, you have to hit all four face buttons at once to get that started. <laughs> um, one last thing I will say on it is uh, due to the release attacking, um. Uh, Warner Brothers and NetherRealm have been absolutely bombarded with, hey, look, look at all these cool costumes people are making and not being charged for. Take note to all this here. That's the best thing. Dude, there's no yep. fucking real money shop. Nope. No they might. Maybe, maybe, maybe they'll add one at some point. I'm sure. Well, they'll do character packs. I don't know if they'll do costume stuff, but. I was going to say, they couldn't do costumes. <laughs> you can just customize everything. I've seen boys do some cool stuff with it too. Somebody well, made Scorpion. Using Raven, yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, begrudge them, uh, like saying, "Oh, here's a pack of extra stuff." I customization stuff. Oh, yeah, that'd be fine um, if it was cool shit on it. Aye, aye. But they, yeah, they they haven't gone down the old live game battle pass style thing, which I appreciate. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I will say as well, that's the other thing I was going to mention. It has doubled the sales of Street Fighter Six for the yeah, same really? t- time period. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I'm telling you, Tekken uh, is definitely the most approachable out of um, if you take like that big three of fighting games being Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, yeah. and Tekken. Um, if you're just picking it up and immediately want to have feel like you're having fun, Tekken's mm. the one. Yeah, true. Um, it is yeah. weird because I went and I played a wee bit of MK last night after playing some Tekken, and uh, it's crazy how slow it feels compared <laughs> to Tekken. <laughs> uh, very, very different games, but I think you say Tekken's the one you can just pick up. And even if you're not too sure what you're doing, you can have a, hammer some buttons and have a good time stuff. Mm. Mm. Just find it; it's a it's a lot more free flowing, um, mm. whereas the others want you to do very specific things to do combos and that, and the timing's very. Uh, I can't strict. comment too much on the soundtrack, because uh, I went into the jukebox and changed most <clears> of my stuff to the Tekken songs I like from Tekken of old. Yeah, I just don't be listening to it anyway. I just. <laughs> Oh, I can't help it. I can't. In fact, there's some music during the story mode that they don't let you pick. And it's like, well, what the fuck were all these cool remixes for if we can't use them in the main game? Give me a reason to play story mode over and over again. I'm not doing that. (laughs) Go on YouTube, someone will have ripped it, no doubt. Probably. (laughs) Um, Yeah, great game. Uh, If you have if you've ever been slightly interested in fighting games or anything, Tekken would be a good one to get in with. Mm, I agree. <coughs> so how about we get into some news then? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have this one written down because I forgot to write it down. Do you know the way we're always looking at live games being like, oh, look at this one closed down after a year and that. Yeah. Um, God, I've got the fucking... No one's beaten this one. This is the uh, the live game speedrun right here. Um, All right. Okay. So, Love Live School Idol Festival 2 Miracle Live. Um, Jeez, what a game. Is a rhythm game for mobile that was released in Japan right. last year. Um, right. Based on a, a very popular anime franchise. Mm-hmm. Um... So they just announced the release of the global version of the game, and it will be out in February. And they really they they announced that via uh, tweet. And wait, on, I'm confused. I thought this game you were talking about games being shut down. It's not even out yet. Yeah. So in the same tweet, they where they announced that the global version will launch in February 2024. Okay. They then followed up by saying, also. It will be shutting down in May on May thirty first, twenty twenty four. So, so before this game's even launched, it's been shut down. Yes. Okay, you can't beat that. Uh, it's fucking nuts. Not even the not even the day before is beating that one. At least they got four days before they went. I were closing down. I mean. <laughs> They shouldn't be allowed to do this, right? Because people are going to go in, like some fucking Love Live fans that maybe didn't see this specific thing. They they see the thing in the app store, they buy it, and they go, they buy a bunch of songs, and then it's like, ah, it's shutting down now. And you're like, 
Fuck. What the fuck, like? Um, Jesus. <clears throat> now, it also said it's the global... They were, uh, however, we also want to inform you that the global version will close its doors on the May 31st. Um, I don't know if that mean if that's because the Japanese version is closing as well, but if that's the case, that then it got like just over a year before it shut down. Um, that's bonkers, though. I've never heard of that in my life. Yeah, it's it's very very crazy. Um, <laughs> but like you say, nobody's beaten that one. Shit needs shut to stop. Down before- uh, Warner Brothers <laughs> will probably beat it at some point. <laughs> well, <laughs> apparently that Suicide Squad isn't going too well. Yeah. So you paid for early access? It's like, hmm. Oh, you got really early access? <laughs> some people were logging in and the fucking story was complete. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> oh, we'll shit, sorry, that in there. <laughs> I have that in there. We'll get to that in a minute. Um... <laughs> Uh, Bloomberg were reporting about the Nintendo Switch. Hmm. Uh, or the, the Sorry, the, the Nintendo Switch 2 or whatever the follow-up's going to be. Um, it's basically just them saying the screen, it's going to have an 8-inch LCD screen. So the same as the Steam Deck, then? Is the Steam Deck's 8-inch? Yes. Right, okay. That gives you an idea That's of the good. size. It's going to be as big as the Steam Deck, then. Yeah, beefy boy. Um, beefy boy. Well, that's if they're if they're right. Um, yeah, I never speak. I, I never brought that fucking thing around for you to see anyway. So you've actually never seen one. But yeah, it's a, I've, I've seen the Steam Deck. Oh, okay. It's not around your house. Got, oh yeah, of course you did. Because <laughs> I've got the I've got the Switch Lite here and the Steam Deck now side by side, and yeah. If that's the size your Switch 2 is going to be, that's going to be a hell of a lot bigger for people to get used to. Mm. Uh, boys, you say. Well, the um, the OLED version of the first Switch is a 7-inch screen. So that's a bigger screen than the the, the original uh-huh. Switch is 6.2 inches. Ah, um, uh-huh. right, right, right. And the, the big difference there is the OLED like Steam Deck mm. has an OLED screen, or that new yes. one. It definitely it is. You want The one um, that doesn't smell as good. <laughs> Whereas this one is LCD to keep the cost of it down. Mm. You know they'll do an OLED version at some stage. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Got to do that re-release. But yeah, I'll probably. I don't know if I'll get one of these. You know what? I'm not going to be able to get one of these. This is going to be fucking. This is going to be like the PlayStation mm-hmm. Five, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Especially if they turn and go, "Oh, your your Zelda games will run at 60 frames on this, and this will run better, and this will yeah. run better." Everyone will be like, "Oh, that's that's what that's what I want." Yep. Uh, I potentially haven't haven't picked up Tears of the Kingdom because I want to. Yeah. See. What what it's like on the Switch Two, or what happens with the Switch Two? Um. So last week, we we talked about Pal World, um, mm. and their developer Pocket Pair. Um, 
we sort of talking a bit about their, the way they develop mm-hmm. games, maybe being a bit fucked up. Um, yeah. So they have another game uh, on Steam uh, that they've just put a demo out for. It's called Never Grave the Witch and the Curse. Um, it looks very familiar. Okay. The, the art style. Alright. <laughs> um Yeah, this looks like Hollow Knight. Like Oh fuck, right? Like really looks like Hollow Knight. Um No, I would say it's it's not Hollow Knight. Um no. it does have a uh a mechanic where you can possess monsters, which you know sets it apart it's just the uh, the art style like the way the the levels the backgrounds look it's all very hollow night with its bugs and hand drawn and that yeah uh it's definitely going like that that's kind of their ethos in game design it's like oh what's popular what do people like let's make a version of that and that's they're the new behavior software <laughs> <laughs> they're basically i don't know if i said this last week it's like they're basically the sci-fi channel Yes, perfect description. <laughs> they always do versions of big blockbusters. Yep. Um, yeah, the The weird thing about this, though, is the the developer on Steam has changed from Pocket Pair to Frontside 180 for reasons I don't know. Maybe because Pocket Pair has too many eyes on them now. Casey, that's what I'm thinking. Is it? Are they like, oh, let's let's spread out potential legally legal different uh, difficulties that we yep. may have in the future. Yep, yep, that's exactly what they're doing. <clears throat> um, yeah. what's that up to you now? It's not like eight million sales. That fucking power. Yeah, it's fucking bonkers. Eh? So uh, them boys are now rolling in the fucking money at the moment. Yeah. Oh, they they have to be like. Like it's so like so many fucking copies of like this wee indie game that that basically they had done a lot of work on already because it looks so much like their previous game. Mm. Um yeah. So remember last week as well we we're talking about the uh Pokemon mod? Yes. And the guy had to take it down. Yes. Well, the same modder is back. <laughs> with I'm his, back, baby. <laughs> with a new mod called the Legally Distinct Pocket Creatures into <laughs> Pal World <laughs> Mod Pack. Legally distinct. <laughs> I thought Howard was already full of legally distinct <laughs> pocket creatures. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> this one like puts other ones in uh, that are... Oh, a little closer to I think they're they're trying to get closer to like an actual Pokemon, but like looks nothing like the Pokemon. And you've got things yeah. like um Blue Penguin. Vegetative Vegetative Turtle. <laughs> Yellow Rat. Yeah. <laughs> and and my favorite fat cock. There's also no, educated oil. It's, 
Yeah, those names are pretty great. Oh, fuck me. That's fantastic. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, so, <laughs> there's your, your Paw World update. Um, that's a, that's short, a metal finger to Nintendo as well. <laughs> shortly after we uh, recorded last week, Nintendo made a statement to say, well, it wasn't Nintendo, it was Pokemon Company, made a statement to uh, say, we are investigating. Mm. Doesn't mean they'll do anything. No. But they're investigating. Um, they are investigating. Uh, Sony has blocked uh, the use of a peripheral called a Cronus Zen. Mm. Um, an update uh, to the firmware has stopped this uh, this device from working. Basically, what this is uh, is a thing you plug into your PlayStation and it'll let you use any sort of device you want, any 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 kind of controller you want on a on a PlayStation Five. Or yeah, so, if you preferred an Xbox controller, this would allow you to use an Xbox controller on your PlayStation. Uh, also, it would let you use a mouse and keyboard. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't understand the harm in this at all. Uh, I mean, so if, if you bought this PlayStation and it's yours, and this device you're buying, it's not adding any firmware. It's not doing anything to your PlayStation. It just tricks no. your PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, it, it tricks your PlayStation into uh, thinking it's a PS5 controller. Um, yeah, and I, I bought something similar from the same company. Actually, um, it's for specifically a racing wheel, and remember. Microsoft did something similar recently. Yep. Now, the thing I bought to use my PS... Well, it's a PS4 wheel, but to let me plug that into the Xbox because I don't want to buy a second wheel. Um, mm. it, it, that no longer works because of uh, the changes in the Xbox thing. Um, yeah, it is real shitty. Uh, yeah. The, the, this kernel ends a bit more... Uh, there's a lot of people that didn't like this thing because they let you use a mouse and keyboard. Um, What's wrong with using the mouse? Oh, right, you mean for playing online and shit? Yeah, so people... Yeah, sorry, know. that just clapped onto me there, so did I. Uh, Anything... Yeah, so why the fuck's wrong with using a mouse and keyboard if you want to use one? You know, Jesus, what's what's wrong with playing God of War on a mouse and keyboard? What's everybody's fucking problem? I forget, there's people who take fucking online gaming seriously. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, like... Everything's crossplay now. It's it's the type of people who oh, yeah. will turn crossplay off because they're like yeah. every time they get killed, they'll assume, oh, it's because yeah. mouse and keyboard gives me gives them an unfair advantage. <clears throat> I'm not even getting into that argument anymore. I've already proved that you don't. Yeah, it, it's not necessarily. I I will say like yeah, the just for the laws of physics, like someone yeah. could be good enough to be way better like like really good at aiming with a mouse but chances are with matchmaking skill-based matchmaking you're not going up yeah. against those people yeah <laughs> i'm sorry it's just you said you know the laws of physics i was about to cut you off and go i know all about that now but no it's okay <laughs> but no like you say skill but skill-based matchmaking it is gonna put you against someone who plays as well as you so i just and like you said most things are crossplay these days, and if you want to get quick 
easy matches, you've got to have your cross play on. Yeah, it's it's better. I don't think it uh, takes anything away, but I'm usually the one playing on PC, though. But <laughs> yeah, but I, I play PC games with you, and I play with a controller. And this is right, true. I'm, I might get my head kicked in a wee bit more, but I'm not having any less fun. Mm. Like, we've been playing Battle Bit together, and we've had games where we both had our fucking heads blown off the entire game and had a bad time, and then the next match, we're both kicking ass and having a good time, so I, I just... I think in this day and age, I know back in the day I used to have the silly argument that I would kick everyone's ass, yada yada yada. I know I can't, but I'm not having any less fun. So I honestly think the mouse and keyboard versus controller thing, it's it's a dead argument these days. Yeah. Especially unless like if you if you're in actual competition, like you know, that stuff's gonna be regulated, but if you're just like playing online, it's like it's just a game. Chill. Yeah. It's just a fun <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're not in a fucking tournament here. I d I don't get it, but ah. Each to their own, I guess. Okay, so on on to your uh oh, thanks. I was hoping <laughs> I was hoping, you know, time would go slower for me here. Sorry. Um So as we know Go ahead. Couple couple of weeks ago, uh, Embracer decided to take my fucking left testicle and squash it by <laughs> cancelling uh time splitters. Um and I thought, you know, that was that was it. They couldn't crush me, couldn't crush me soul anymore. But this week, it was announced. In fact, I think it was only like a day or two ago. Embracer have cancelled the newest Deus Ex game that was being worked on. And this wasn't something that was just, you know, just started. This had been in development now for two years now. According to uh, Edios Montreal, they came out and they have said we were about 65-70% done of this game. This is not like we were barely getting out the door we were a good two-thirds through this game and mm. we've been shut down and 97 people have lost their jobs as well so the game's been canned the studio's been <coughs> sort of trimmed down and everyone's wondering well what's the fucking point of us being here now if you've cancelled our game why is the studio even still here so a lot of people are worried that eventually EDS Montreal is just going to be shut down because Embracer are basically bleeding money yeah. Um now this isn't this isn't like time splitters where there's like a handful of people going, ah, for fuck's sake. There has been a huge backlash for this. Um now I know I'm a big DSX fan, I, I'm a bit biased here, but DSX has the does actually have quite the following. Um and oh, yeah. of course it does. People are people are sort of going, Hey, someone, anyone get this off these fucking arseholes because I reckon Tomb Raider's next, you know. <sighs> to get canned? I reckon it's next. Yep, See, that, I think that, it's going to be canned. That's the thing. Uh, like, and I was going to go into some of the other layoff stuff as well, uh, but it, every, everything's sort of the same situation, but the, the Embracer one's like the extreme version of it, where a bunch of these executive types have got together and like, uh, let's buy all these studios um, mm. with money that they didn't have. And now here we are sitting and they're like, like it's dawning on them. It's like, oh, we, we can't afford to run these. Uh, so here's, um, 
like a major studio in Eidos, mm-hmm. Montreal, and we're just gonna shut down their game that they've been working on for the past two years. So that'll mm-hmm. never see light of day. And for now, at least, just sack ninety-seven people who did the crime of working on a game. Yep. And the, like the guys that decided to buy, you know, all the, the Ido stuff off of Square Enix are sitting there being like, oh, 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 oh whoops, better, better. I hope you all, okay. it's a very difficult decision, bye. Uh, uh, you're like, what in the fuck are we doing here? Like, like, come on. So you like, were saying a while back that Embracer bought Lord of the Rings. Yes. They, I am going to make a judgment here. Uh, I don't know if this is true, but I reckon this to me smells like the way it's going. I think they're putting all their eggs in that basket. Mm. I honestly think that's where they're thinking. They're like, right, everything's being shut down. We are going heavy on the Lord of the Rings because look at all the money those movies made and look at the money those movies actually still make through, you know, fucking merchandise and shit. That's where they're going. So everything else that isn't Lord of the Rings is going to be sacrificed. And I'm telling you, I know that Tomb Raider, like Deus Ex, they've been working on that for a couple of years now. I guarantee that's going to be canned because Tomb Raider is not Lord of the Rings. I'm not doing this just to have... I know it sounds like I'm having a go at Lord of the Rings. It's, it's nothing to do with me not liking Lord of the Rings. This is Embracer going, we need to make money quickly. Everything's going to do with Lord of the Rings now. Uh, the problem is, is they won't they won't make anything of any value out of Lord of the Rings. No, they, they, they are hoping just the name and a new, I don't know, show or they'll pump out some fucking... Well, I've experienced bollocks or something. They're doing new films, aren't they? I think, well, they're supposed to be doing. God only knows where they take off or uh, the budget for those films mightn't be great. I say it, um, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be them doing it. Um, uh, no, but they'll get money. They're going to obviously get a studio. Yeah. Uh, they'll get money from whatever happens with mm. Lord of the Rings because they are the license owner. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm guessing they'll they'll take pitches from anywhere, and if you're willing to put up the, the cash to use the Lord of the Rings license, they're not going to say no. Nope, they will not give a shit. As long as they are getting money, and they don't have to put any effort, and I'm not trying to again say it's just because it's Lord of the Rings, but as you said, you put up the fucking whatever it is you're making, you're paying them to use those words, the Lord of the Rings. Oof. They don't give a fuck then. They've made their money. Your yeah. your show can bomb or whatever. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. There's been a... a, a I meant to... F- completely forgot to mention this last week, but there's been some other, like, high-profile uh, lay- layoffs. We, we did mention for Unity, um, 1,800 mm. people, again, that all because of really shitty executive decisions. Yep. Um, Twitch... Laid off five hundred people is like thirty five percent of its staff, again because fucking guys at Amazon don't know what they're doing um, with that stuff. And they don't know how to make money from it, and they just bought it. You know <coughs> just what's because. Sad. Hmm? Do you remember? Do you remember when you were a kid and you always thought, "Oh, I'd love to work on making video games and stuff," and it was like the dream job, and like you sort of maybe you got into art or you got into coding or something. 
you tried your hand at it and then obviously you know real life came along as we'll say and whatever and you got I, I, there was times i was jealous of these people you know who were you know living the life making video games and all the rest of it i look at it now and i think jesus it must be like walking on eggshells working in the video game industry at the moment yeah. unless you're working for fucking epic or activision <laughs> or ea you are not fucking safe i don't think you're safe with any of those either you're, de- no, you're no, no, definitely not you, yeah you could be trimmed uh, like, like, like Twitch is is a massive company. Um, it's, I'm just gonna go through the rest of this list. Playtica, mm, mm. three hundred to four hundred people. Not even sure what they do. Discord, one hundred and seventy people. Lost Boys Interactive, uh, one hundred and twenty five people. Um, and some smaller studios. Then yeah, Behavior Interactive, Dead by Daylight guys, forty five. Forty five uh, boys laid off there. Yeah. Um, fucking hell 10% of staff from the Lords of the Fallen developer and the Sniper Ghost Warrior developer um, Riot Games the League, League of Legends guys 530 Fuck people those... uh, League of Legends Prince, Prince fucking money but they decided oh we're going to do all these other things as well and uh, and hire a ton of people during the pandemic while you know, it was easy to do that, and now that's those bets we made haven't panned out. So uh, I guess it's the people at the bottom that lose instead of the guys that made the fucking bets. Um, people can fly. Laid off thirty people. Uh, Black Forest Games, who do that destroy all humans remakes, fifty what? people, and then Microsoft, fuck one thousand nine hundred people across. Xbox, Activision, Blizzard, and Zenimax all losing their jobs. Fuck. Which, like, that was gonna come, that that was gonna yeah. happen, but it doesn't excuse it, the fact that, no. like, you didn't have to come in, and again, like, Activision needed to be sold because of the boys running up being shit, um, and then Microsoft coming in and buy it, they have no interest in those people working there, they just want they just want mm. that Call of Duty and, and shit. Um, I think the one that shocks me is Riot Games, though. Yeah, you wouldn't have thought, like... Like, you, you worded it perfectly there. League of Legends prints money, like, prints yeah. money. Then, and they, they started, like, ramping up and doing all this other shit. Um, and then they, they realized... Well, like, the Netflix shows and shit like that. And I don't even think it's the Netflix shows. They had that, that uh, Legends of Runeterra. I think that's a card game. Um, All right. Didn't even know they were doing that. Like, just, just boys at the top being like, oh, we can make more. Let's try doing this and let's try doing that. And then, then it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's thing. It's not the guys at the top that pay the price. It's not the shareholders that pay the price. It probably nope. should be. They should, yeah. there should be something. Uh, but no, it's it's the people doing the work, and they're just like out the fuck. Yeah. Um. Can hell. Yeah. This is twenty twenty four is going to be really bad for us. Um. Yeah, it is. It's going to be a grim year for the video yeah. game industry. Like worse than last year. Like we're it, it's mm. January, and over six thousand people have been laid off. Um. That's a 
mental number, eh? absolutely mental number. <clears throat> yeah, there, there was some, um, I don't know, so, some anonymous CEO someplace that said that 2024 is going to be the year of studio closures. Yeah. You're going to see that a lot. So, yeah. Fucked up. Race. Yep. Fucking hell, eh? Well, moving on from that then. Uh, mm. Visions of Mana was shown at that uh, Xbox thing. Um, yes. That they had. And I noticed at the time, so, so this was very much focused on uh, internal stuff that was coming up in Game Pass. And then, then they showed this as a surprise. And it didn't have the, the commonly Game Pass on, you know, when they said date or whatever. Yeah. Just said, oh, I don't Xbox and PC. Um, but then it was up on the website as coming to Game Pass. Everyone's like, oh, it's coming to Game Pass day one. Sweet. Uh, and then Xbox had to come out and say, uh, nope. Ooh, it- <laughs> that was a mistake. All right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's it's Vision Samana is not coming to Game Pass. Yep. So we finally he, finally clarified now. <laughs> which is like it's confusing that they had it on exclusively on that show. It, it clearly yeah. someone internally also got confused and went, Oh, that must be on Game Pass, or else why yeah. would they be showing it? <laughs> I think yep. the I think the reason they they've been showing it is because it's a Square Enix game and it's like, hey look, Square Enix is actually gonna release a game on our fucking console for once. It, it's mad to think Final Fantasy fourteen is only coming out on Xbox this year. Fuck off. Yep. Jesus. Um. So there's no no Final Fantasy sixteen on Xbox yet. No sign of that. No. That's uh, just Square Enix. And then Square Enix all like we're not going to sell enough copies. It's like I bet you put it out everywhere that you can. Yeah, if you want to sell more copies, put it on everything. You dumbass. Um, you ever play Spec Ops The Line? Uh, not in a long time, but I did play it when it first came out in the 360. It's really your game. I don't know how, how it's aged, because it is it's a cover-based shooter. But, um, yeah. <clears throat> so apparently it's just disappeared from Steam. And no one knows right. why. Huh. Very unusual. I have to think this is some sort of mistake. Um, because you can still buy it on like GOG and places like that. Yeah. And it's been over been like 12 years since it came out. So it couldn't be licensing stuff. I don't yeah, know. That's, that's what my first thought was licensing. But why just Steam? Yeah, true. Uh, Has to be a wee mix-up then. I don't know. It's all, it always ends up being music licensing, which is really stupid, I think. Like, if you're making a game and you're going to put music in it, make sure that music doesn't, you know, mm. go away. Uh, so then, there was, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, there was actual real music in the game though during some of the cutscenes and stuff. I believe so. Uh, 
Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's a weird one. But uh, if it's licensing, why is it on GOG? Oh yeah. Unless GOG of the GOG are very good at doing these weird things. Like, uh, they will make or they they will legally do these alterations to games so they can hold on to it. Like, um, their copy of Space Marine has right. no multiplayer. Huh. And that's how they that's how they still sell it. Weird. Which is a strange one. Yeah, yeah. Because when I first bought Space Marine on the PC, you know, me, yeah, Yuji and Ninja used to play the multiplayer on it. So I went and I bought it on GOG. And it was all, where the fuck's the multiplayer? And I contacted them and they're like, oh, our, our version doesn't have that. We had to remove it. And I was like, okay. And then their version of, because that's where I bought my copy of Unreal Tournament. Had no music in it. <laughs> None whatsoever. No music in Unreal Tournament. And Unreal Tournament was kind of famous. First we piece of music. do 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 Nope, none of that. Hmm. Uh, there is, there is, by something. There is one thing that sort of blows up that theory. Is I could, okay. I could literally buy the Xbox 360 version and play it on the Series X right now. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) It is. It has to be just a a mistake. Then twenty pound though. That's a bit steep. It's it going seems for, to be one of them games that's hold its price. It's going for four pound on GOG at the minute, but that is reduced by eighty percent. Mm. Hmm. Um, I reckon it will be back. Yeah, that has to be a mistake. Uh, I think we have one more thing. Yep, two side squad. Yep. We're already talking about. So, Suicide Squad isn't out yet for another couple of days, but they they did that thing where if you pay up 100 quid for it, you got it early, which means... AKA, it's actual release date. uh, Which means it is out, and they were just, uh, you know, trying to extort money out of people that wanted to play it. Yeah. Um, But it's gone down twice mm-hmm. you know this game that should be single player uh, and you just couldn't yeah. play it at all um, so, from what I do know this is not like a, oh our servers are overloaded with players either this is just servers going down this is our servers are push um, and don't yeah. work uh, and these these are like the people who paid more money and they're going in there and loading it up and going in and seeing that the game has already been completed somehow. Uh, that yep. was, that happened and they had to go down. Uh, and then it was actually this morning it went down uh, and they announced scheduled maintenance. Uh, it's like, uh, why does this have to be like this? Like right off the bat, um, it's mad. I knew this game was going to be a disaster, but I didn't expect this. Yeah, it's one of those games. Like, like why, why does it need to be online? Mm. Why? Oh, because they need that live game fucking 
you know, oh, you you have to play it with three people, yada yada yada. I don't get it. It's it. It's a story-driven game. That's it. Never makes sense to me. It's like even things like Destiny and all. So it's like, oh, we have a story, and you're going through it, and all. But then you just repeat the same things over and over again. Yep. Uh, it's like, well, why would you want to do that? But uh, you know, apparently, people were willing to pay a hundred pound to do that, and only to have some of that time they paid extra for. Be taken up by maintenance, so yep. great. Enjoy. I, I doubt Warner Brothers is even going to do anything for them anyway. Uh, probably not. That'll, that'll, that'll be a tough shit. Sorry about that. They'll probably have Thanks some for your money. Some shit in their terms and conditions. They'll be all like, uh, if our server shit the bed, it's your fault. <laughs> yeah. You pay us more money. <laughs> um, um. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a joke. I have no hope for that game. Huh? Yeah. Um. I just no notice here we're reading the the Eurogamer story on that. Uh, they add in this, but so at the time of writing, the servers are back online, and they're like, we can't verify that because we don't have access to the game. So they haven't sent out oh. review copies. Is what I'm getting oh. from that. Okay. Right. Uh, that's always a good sign. Yeah. That's always worrying. <clears throat> I mean, uh, the the case for, for not buying games day one just gets stronger and stronger by the day. A live service game, I definitely. If you know you're buying something that's single player, you know, don't need to be online, you know, you, you know you're going to be all right. Like, but, hey, it's getting... Yeah, this this whole fucking give us extra money for you know early access, quote unquote. That's a load of bollocks. I hate that shit. Yeah, they they literally only actually sent out review code today. Um, so usually that would be done early, so you know reviews can be there for day one. Um, yeah, they clearly don't have much confidence in what its review scores are going to be. Um, but yeah, don't buy games day one. Is nope. sort of the the lesson here. Also, fuck Warner Brothers. Ha ha ha. <laughs> That's a good way to end the the games. Yeah, fuck Warner Brothers. <laughs> and on to another uh, Warner Brothers related thing. Wrestling. Uh, <laughs> yep. Um. So yeah, Vince McMahon's uh, in big ass air quotes resigned again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, hopefully Vince McMahon will be going to big ass jail. I hope so. If, yeah. Long time coming. It, yeah, this this was absolutely grim. Um, so basically all the sexual uh, misconduct stuff from was that about a year ago now, wasn't it, when he got forced out? Maybe more. He yeah. got forced out, and then he forced his way back in. Um, apparently it's all came out again, but this time there's been a lot more detail put into it, and it is... Well, it's vile reading, to be fair. Yeah. Some poor woman was basically treated as his fucking... Bargaining uh, chip? 
Yeah, yeah. Here is work here and here is this woman. She's all yours. Do what you want with her. Yeah. So there's physical, emotional abuse, sexual assault, and sex trafficking. Um mm-hmm. yeah, stories of him offering a woman to Brock Lesnar to get him to sign. Mm. Fucking hell. That's um that's medieval shit right there, man. Yeah. But we know that he's been at shit like this for like his entire career. Yeah. Like this is a guy like there was that female referee um mm. that tried to fight a suit against him in in the the 90s and he he took her into a limo and basically assaulted her um so that she could get a contract. Um this is a guy that covered up a murder. Oh yeah. You know, the this is a guy that had a wrestler have an accident on TV, died and decided, hey, yeah, let's keep doing the show. Yeah, let's keep the show wrong. Right. Yeah. This is the guy that uh during active wars decided to make a wrestling angle out of it. Yes. This is a right. guy who decided to capitalize on Islamophobia after nine eleven and make wrestling angles out of it. Mm. Are any of us surprised that Vincent yeah. Mann is a human piece of shit. Not really. And the one of the worst things ever happened to ever happen to professional wrestling. And you can go, oh, but the attitude there stole good, blah, blah. No. The whole fucking. The, the, of the, the amount of shit this guy has done to do that wee tiny bit of a uh, couple of months of TV that you enjoyed. No, not worth it. Mm. Piece nope. of shit. Get him no. out. Shouldn't have been allowed back. I know he's in his what, late 70s now. I just hope he fucking spends the rest of his life fucking behind bars. He has to at this stage. There's no way he can money his way out of this. Well, no. It's a nice thought, but you never yeah. know. It should be more than that. His, his legacy should be just fucking expunged from wrestling. He shouldn't be talked about mm-hmm. ever again. Nope. He should be... Did they put him in the Hall of Fame? Uh, I don't know. I don't really pay attention to WWE Hall of Fame. But if he's in there, they should take him out. Yep. If, if he's, in, he's in any fucking... I, I, that's sports magazine shit or wrestling shit or any of that he should be just taken out of it and just mm. never spoke of again like he never existed yeah. that's the best thing to do with people like that is just right they never existed but fuck that yeah um aye 100% fucking what? hell hey. yeah I think that's that's a that's enough on fucking Vince McMahon on the other side of WWE though Mm-hmm. Um, the actual wrestling side I do want to bring up the fact that uh, in the Women's Royal Rumble this year they had the TNA knockouts champ Jordan Grace it's two years as a surprise. yeah as a surprise entrant they had a TNA person uh, although the last time it wasn't a surprise there was a big announcement that Mickey James was going to be there uh, this time it was actually kept very quiet no one had a clue um, so I think she was number five or six you know, obviously, crowds counting down, and you hear the sirens, and of course, you hear sirens, and everyone thinks Big Papa Pump, <laughs> so oh, big, big Mama gets, Pump. 
<laughs> yeah, you could tell everyone was a little bit confused, and then she came out in the fucking. Cr- <laughs> I was kind of surprised everyone went mad. I was like, okay, she's obviously very well known. So uh, anyone who says I don't know what TNA is is talking out their fucking hole. There's a whole arena full of people going mad. So uh, and just... the commentators put her over well, and uh, it was she had a, a good showing. Although they didn't let her eliminate anybody when she easily could have emptied that entire ring herself. Don't give a fuck who else they brought into that ring. No one is Jordan Grace. <clears throat> and uh, CM Punk didn't win the Man Trumbull. It was fucking Cody. You see what the box did? <laughs> did they? <laughs> <laughs> did he throw up a too sweet when he won, by the way? Cody? He did I. Apparently he does that. <laughs> Apparently he does that when he uh when he wins. He does the, the gun sign too sweet. He's like right. and be like, Yep, I I know I know what got me here. Yep. Happy days. Um yeah, I like the fact the Bucks put that up the moment what the moment he he threw punk out no you won. That was fantastic. <laughs> I love the Bucks. Love the Bucks. We'll talk about them in a moment, I suppose. But um, yeah. And guess what else? Yeah. Punk, Punk has uh, injured his tricep and is missing WrestleMania. That made you way too happy. That was brilliant. Um, you know he'll he'll still be there or some shit, but he just won't be able to do a match, which is fine by me. You fuck him. <laughs> So how about that, like, uh, talk about some wrestling we do watch? Yeah. Uh, and with what happened on the Dynamite? Mm-hmm. Um, so on Dynamite, we're mostly building up this uh, Swerve, Hangman, Joe stuff. Um, got Hangman against Penta. Yes, we did. Um, well, we actually started with Joe doing a, a wee promo and Hook came out and says, I'll see you again. And then Joe was all, security, get him out of here. Why? <laughs> oh, Hook starts throwing security guards. I was gonna, Joe yeah. came out to, to sit uh, on commentary, which was good during Hangman's match. Oh, I loved when he actually sat down initially and he was all, who the hell raised that animal? And Taz is sitting there dying, not be loud. Hey, Hangman, during his match, kept uh, looking over at Joe, mm. doing stuff in front of Joe. It was all very... Uh... Uh, Joe was brilliant on commentary as well. You forget that like, Joe is a good talker. He is. He definitely is. <laughs> kept bigging up Penta oh he liked him some Penta in that match <laughs> oh of course yep um, uh, great match so Penta and Hangman's beating piss out of each other yeah I definitely definitely expect that from from those two uh, Penta's mm-hmm. good if you want to make someone seem like a big deal have them beat Penta yeah do you think Penta will ever get sort of main event type showing at any um, point I hope so because he's been a world champion in other companies that's other companies Is it, at the AEW level is it possible to mm-hmm. have a luchador 
world champion in an American company. If you had, now I have to admit, the both times I've seen him as world champion is when he's been like proper psycho heel, and you know he's he's winning his matches by breaking boys' arms and shit. So you you maybe go down that road, and that's how he's taking boys out and all. But I think he's good enough. I'm a big Penta fan though, so oh, he's definitely be, good maybe enough. A, uh, that's without a question I, that he's good enough. Um, mm. But yeah, it's just if they would ever ever do it uh, if there's any anyone that could do it definitely penta a believable right. world champion easily i think yep uh orange cassie set up a some sort of match to decide his next opponent for the international title oh yeah that's right get some of his friends thought, his enemies his frenemies. I, thought, I thought he was setting up like a battle royale it was just a four-way hmm Good enough. Um, they got the books. Uh, <laughs> being dickish EVPs backstage. They just arrived in and then they start giving top flight shit for being late. <laughs> They're all, I've only been here since one o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> oh, we're just ribbing you and all this here. And then they- the one that stuck with me for like working in the office where they're all like, where's your credentials? It's like, get that badge on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're fucking brilliant. Hey? And then what was it? Addresses by our passport names. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're excellent. Hey? It's so good to have them back. And I love this sort of just dickhead EVP thing they're doing. Mm. They should feud with Tony Khan. That would be fantastic. Uh, Tony's pure pitch on the mic, but find a way. Pre-record everything. Mm. He's brilliant when he's pre-recorded. <laughs> could he sell a super kick though? I'm sure he could. You have no choice in actually super kick. Just die. Super kick him for real. He had Mark out for it. Yeah. Um, Wardlow against Trent Beretta. I was worried about this going in. Going in. Same. Uh, Jesus. Uh, but it wasn't a one-sided squash. No, it wasn't, thankfully. And Beretta got to do some stuff. He did. And he, I think it was one of Wardlow's best matches in a long, long time. Yeah, it definitely was. That wouldn't be hard, though. Um, mm. And uh, Trent not looking happy at the end. No, he gave up Cassidy a wee shove and all. Uh, I, had that, mm. I, I don't want them to, to break him up because I really think we're, we're due a best friends to uh, tag them. Um, we are. I agree. I couldn't see best, best friends as heels either, though. Could you see Trent as a heel, though? No, no they're all too nice. <laughs> I should have, like, uh, Sue come in and, and give him shit for losing the rag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a face-to-face 
promo with uh, Diana um, and Tony Storm. The the fucking this black and white split on uh, the stage was pretty cool. That was say. amazing. Like, yeah, that, that that looked great. Um, and that doing that live on the stage, yeah, as well, just makes it all the better. Um, Storm definitely putting Praza over here, making her seem like a threat. Yep. Um, but yeah. Praz was not beating Storm. <laughs> no, no. I reckon before they have a match, because their match is when... Are they building this up for Evolution? Because I'm guessing, because it's Taya and Perazzo this week. Yeah. Um, that'll be fantastic. They had unbelievable matches in Impact, or TNA, with, uh, as it is now, but they had some absolute blinders. So you will actually get a fantastic match out of them too. I reckon before she fights Tony Storm, she'll do a match with Mariah May at some stage. That'll yeah, be good probably, as well. Probably, yeah. them two will have no problem laying into each other. Yeah. Uh, Prasso is bringing up the, the, the matching tattoos have as well. Yeah, I never noticed that. Um, which, I guess it's from their days ago in Japan. Mm. Um, a Storm said she could take her tattoo Tattoo him, blow it right over a bum hole. I don't know. <laughs> don't know. And they have a shoe fight. <laughs> uh, yep. Um. Fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, John Moxie promo. Uh, just. Voicing his uh, frustration with what's going, or what, basically not not winning enough. Yep, he's not happy with actually having to take one loss. <laughs> no man. Um, and then you you get the promo with Ty Valkyrie and uh, Johnny TV. Mm. Yep. So I guess they've made it to Dynamite for a week. Uh, so yeah, they challenge Perazzo, uh, because of the old coming here and you you just cut in line. I say no, which is fair enough. It's true. Granted, uh, Ty is not one to be talking about cutting in line. <laughs> yeah, true. Because she got she she was like title shot straight away when she started. It was TBS yep. title like, but still. <laughs> yep. I think she did have a world title shot as well, and she lost that as well. <laughs> right, Sheeta was the champ at the time, so she lost to Sheeta as well. Uh, Swerve beat Jeff Hardy. Uh, Jeff Hardy's on uh, in singles again this week as well. Uh, what's this all about? Just Yeah, now, did you notice during commentary that... Excalibur said that Jeff didn't fist bump Darby. Yeah. So they're that's, obviously trying to make out that Jeff is was being a, a bit of a shit. That's a very good confusing. I didn't watch that rampage and you said they did yeah. hug and all. And they then did. then I was reading the note, the show notes, and it was like, oh, they didn't. And then Excalibur they, they did. So did they or didn't I they? definitely I definitely <laughs> didn't 
make this up. I swear to God, Darby <laughs> put his fist out and Jeff put his two fists out and bumped him. But they're claiming, I guess they wasn't <laughs> meant to do that. He, he's obviously just forgot himself and he's done it and they went you're ruining the fucking story here Jeff Fuck. we're gonna have to pretend you didn't do it fuck's sake Jeff we're gonna have to gaslight yeah. everyone <laughs> I forgot to gaslight that never happened what do you want about well anyway it wasn't a terrible match it actually wasn't yeah it's uh, I don't know like Jeff stringing together a couple of decent uh Singles, mm. like, not doing anything too crazy, but just like solid matches. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Hangman has has a promo, and then uh, Swerve interrupts, um, and they during them talking shit at each other. Uh, Renee gets word of they're gonna have a dealer's choice this week, next week to her. Yes, um, and then they sort of just told us who their choices were on collision. So, yeah. um, Swerve's choice makes complete sense. Uh, he yeah. explains it well. It's um, fuck, forgot his name. Oh, Leon. Toa Leone, he's like, I've never been pinned in singles competition. He's an absolute monster. I have him here beside me. He's going fucking nuts and he looks all scary. Let's go. Yes. Um, yes. It, I love the big points he does. The big sort of shoulder block. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking cracker when he does it. He's a pretty cool big guy, right? As you say, it makes total sense. And then but, Hangman. He doesn't tell decides. us. Uh, he doesn't nah. tell us, to be fair. <laughs> he heavily hints. Yeah. That we're going to get a 56-year-old man against you, Swerve. You'll have to wait the whole effing show to find out. Um, so, yeah, Hangman, Hangman went and got RVE, I guess, because that's the, the, the thing that will... Because he definitely has a chance of beating Swerve. Is this episode in Philadelphia? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm guessing they're in Philadelphia if RVD's going to be there. It was me. I would have went and got Moxie or someone. Just saying, yeah, Hangman. Just saying, <laughs> Sting. Uh, he's not beating Sting. Like <laughs> no one's beating Sting. Uh, I just went and got an absolute killer. You know. <laughs> no, I'll pull out a fifty-five-year-old man. Yeah. For some some reason. Um, Thunder Rosa beat Red Velvet in. A quite bad match. This match got very, very strange at the end. It was all over the fucking place. Yeah. Like, see at the end, it felt like both of them didn't want to do each other's move. I, I think it was more of like just not being on the same page and miscommunicating more than, you know, aye, sandbagging aye. each other. Sandbagging, but... that would be the word. Obviously weren't doing that in that's what I mean. It was just like I, I'm gonna do this, and she was like, "Oh shit, okay." And like I said, they just couldn't do, they couldn't get on, nah, get on the same page. That's a better way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. Thunder Rosa needs to knock off that ring rust. She's been a bit ropey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she was one of the best they had, and oof, she's looking. She was out for for a very long time there. So 
you know, we'll give her the benefit of the doubt for now. Like, we know what she's capable of. Um, next, we, we had terrible news mm. that we all saw coming. Uh, Darby and Sting announcing their intention uh, to get the tag titles. I, I just don't see the point in this. The only thing can be so the Bucks can take take those titles off them. Yeah. That's the only thing that makes sense. So basically, fucking Big Bill and Ricky Starks, who some say became champions due to an injury. They had to call an audible during the match with FTR at that time. Right. I don't... Yeah, do you remember, do you remember they just fucking destroyed FTR <clears throat> and became champions? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was like one of them was badly hurt and they just had to call an audible. So they became champs. Then FTR were gone for a while, yada, yada, yada. Let's be honest, they've done fuck all with their belts. The tag the tag belts have meant fuck all for like the last two months, basically. Pretty much. Pretty so much. Right. The only thing I will say, at least Sting and Darby have been a consistent tag team for three years. So it actually is a tag team. But it's fucking... <laughs> 27 and 0. <laughs> Aye. Fucking Aye. hell. So they are they're gonna win. They are yeah, Sting's gonna fucking pin Big Bill as well, probably. Um and then hopefully this just means the Bucks come in and go, right, those belts are ours, and we're gonna absolutely destroy Sting in his last match. That will be amazing. <laughs> I hope they do, honestly. That'll get yeah. them a lot of heat. Oh, yeah. They're meant to be, like, super bad. <clears throat> How do you do that? You fucking completely just empty thing. Um, they acclaimed defended against the Mogul Embassy. Mm. And that was a good match. There was some help as well. There was, yeah. This, this was the first uh, acclaim match with... Uh, with the bowl club backing them up, mm. uh, which came in handy with it being a, a Mughal Embassy match. Yes, there was <laughs> some shenanigans. Um, still not too sure what the end game is here with them being sort of teamed up. I mean, you, it's Jay you, can't, White, you can't trust Jay White, surely? No, no, you fucking cannot. That's why I'm enjoying this. So like, uh, what the fuck's Jay White at? Mm. Um, in the uh, main event here, Adam Copeland versus Minoru Suzuki. That's <laughs> fucking nuts, eh? <laughs> that this this was just. Yep, we're we're gonna hit each other. This was a Minoru Suzuki match. This is something we haven't yep. seen Edge do before, um, oh. which has been the most interesting thing to see him do since he started in AEW. It's like right here's let's let's do something that's way outside your comfort zone and have this old Japanese man come and forearm you in the face for. <laughs> for a good 15 minutes 
I think it was about 15 minutes. And yeah, you're just you're you're gonna get forearmed in the face and you just have to take it because <laughs> he's gonna let you do the same thing. He's yeah. not gonna tell you to pull your punch, so you he's not gonna pull his. <laughs> the, the, the end as well, he's like never been hit that hard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Probably hasn't either. You reckon <laughs> you reckon that was a shoot there? I reckon that was his shit. <laughs> he did look fucking wrecked. Um, <laughs> uh, I like that he go go for the handshake with Suzuki and Suzuki just like uh, ah, <laughs> just, <laughs> just pure Suzuki style. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm doing the whole fucking like just not staying down, laughing at him and all as well. Like yep. Suzuki, just scary bastard. Eh? Nope. <laughs> There was a cracking bit as well when he had put him down and no no he had kicked out of a pin. So he just like was... chokes him? Yeah, he sort of sat up behind him and just started choking the fuck out of him. Yeah. Is it because uh, Copeland hits him with a spear, pins him, he gets two, and then uh he sits up and goes, Shit, that was my funny shirt and just just yep. fucking Suzuki right up behind him then into the choke. <laughs> Brilliant boy. Yeah, I know. Suzuki good. is unfucking real. I actually need to point out that I, by proxy, have been a Suzuki fan since I was a kid. Oh, because uh, Suzuki did the motion capture for King. Oh, the right, right. Games. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I, by proxy, <laughs> have been a Suzuki fan <laughs> since I was a child. Oh no, this was a sort of underwhelming dynamite. The crowd was fucking awful. Crowd <laughs> were a bit shit, weren't they? they? Were terrible. Not into anything. It was just like, what are we doing? Um, rampage. I was if I was like that tour. Like, it's Jeff Jarrett does that, doesn't it? Does the tours or live shows? He's director or live yeah, shows or something. I don't know. Yeah, something See like if that. the crowd was crap, I'd be all. We're not coming back here. Get out. Fuck this place. Well, I guess they they probably probably would inform where they go next time. Like. Mm. Hmm. Um, in Rampage was John Moxie beat Lee Moriarty um, they announced that a bunch of CMLL guys coming over yes. to show yep. off Mystico is fantastic <clears throat> you think so? I'm pretty sure he's been on AEW before you know who that is? yeah that's no. Is that the original or the second? That's Sin the, the original Sin Cara. He, he was awful. He was awful in WWE. He I was. agree. <laughs> he was absolutely awful, but I reckon he was just working with people who didn't know the lucha style. What? The proper lucha style. He worked style. with Humberto Del Rio. <laughs> well, there he you go. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but he should know the lucha style. He's like a piece of shit like, but he should know how to wrestle. Um, Dude, he's trying to probably put himself over the whole time. Just yeah. cunt. Well, there was that one match where um, uh, Mystical bre- breaks his finger. He's like, "Hey, I broke my finger," and then um, f- fucking Del Rio just goes, "Nope, we're continuing on. I'm gonna kick the fucking E live on TV like an asshole." Um, what a nice guy. Takeshita beat Christopher Daniels. The guy's that emptied Christopher Daniels. Well, <laughs> he didn't beat him. <laughs> he fucking emptied him. He's having a normal match with Chris Jericho. 
They've announced Chris Jericho this week has a match against um Kev Fletcher. And mm. we haven't done that yet, and they've already announced that he's gonna have an hour match with the Keshta. Mm. Is Jericho putting all these boys over, eh? Fucking better. He fucking better. You old bastard, you old creepy bastard. He's gone, he's gone very <laughs> quiet, so he has. He has. He's been very quiet, keeping his head down. Mm. Yep. But he's glad to see this Vince stuff. It was like, uh. Aye. Takes the fucking light off him. Uh, Anna J beat Ruby Soho. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, uh, hang on. What was going on? Uh, there was. Oh, yeah, there's the there's the whole thing with I uh, Harley Cameron and all that. Right. Is Anna J face now? I guess so. Uh, it was her hometown as well. Yeah. Well, home state. Of home Georgia. state. Sorry, Georgia. Uh, then the freshly squeezed four way, which Commander wins. Yes. Butcher was on TV. Butcher was on TV. Him and Kip were having a wee bit of a an argument stroke feud, which was very funny. They kept trying to pin each other and they go, Ah, oh, I was only joking. Oh, I was only joking. <laughs> Just make make the most of your time. Yeah, that's it. Um and let's talk about collision, because collision was fucking excellent this week. <laughs> yes, it was. Oh my god. This has to be one of the best collisions. I reckon this is prob partly to do with the Royal Rumble being on at the same time. Um, mm. But, like, there's not much you can do nope. uh, to get people away from the Royal Rumble. People are going to watch the Royal Rumble. There's, it doesn't matter what cards you put on. But I'm glad they fucking put on a really good show. Um, you start out with uh, Moxie and Claudio versus Shane Taylor and Lee Moriarty. This was brilliant. It was really good. You can see Shane Taylor. Like, I remember... Two months ago, we were all that's fucking Shane Taylor. Who the fuck? And now it's like, hey, this Shane Taylor boy's actually pretty fucking good. For for like a weird feud that's just out of nowhere. Like this was just a really good match, and like yeah. the the other match has been good as well. But the, this one was uh, was especially good, hard hitting. Um, mm. And then you have Moriarty's just in there mixing up a bit with his his sort of. Distracting people. Technical style. Um, which is very different. <coughs> um Roderick Storm talks shit the commander backstage. Oh yeah, he's all hey, we'll help you. <laughs> which he seems to, seems to do with all uh Orange Cassidy's uh upcoming opponents. Mm. Um Yeah, he offers him a five week international title reign. <laughs> Because he's going to take it off my revolution. Fuck's sake. Um, is as much uh, the um, Roderick Storm doesn't particularly help. No. Very good match, too. It was. Uh, Orange Cassie can do the, the lucha stuff real good. Mm-hmm. Very, really well with, with Commander. He used to be a luchador, and he used to be called Fire Ant when he was in Chikara. Oh, he was Fire Ant in Chikara. Yep. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's something else. I can't remember the, the Cassidy do on the, uh, I can't remember. There was some... I remember, I forgot they mentioned Cassidy made me laugh during his wee bit with Renee as well. When he's all, I gotta go, I gotta go watch Trent. Now he's away to fight Wardlow. You ever seen him? He's pretty big. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was brilliant. So, have you ever seen him? <laughs> um. Yeah, but after that match, we uh, get a backstage segment where Daniel Garcia has been attacked by someone oh. backstage before his uh, match with FTR against the House of Black, the, the cage match. I wonder who could have done that. Mm. Um, could have done that. And uh, Mariah May is asking Tony Storm to watch her match again. Uh, Tony Storm can't because she's she's barred from whatever city they're in because of a race oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. And then we have Mariah May against Lady Frost, and this was really good. And they should sign Lady Frost. Yeah, this was fucking brilliant. Lady Frost is actually very good as well. I agree. You yeah. should sign her. Um, some really nice suplexes in this. Mm-hmm. German suplexes. Oh, they were German suplexing the shit out of each other. Yeah, really and enjoyed that. The fuck out of them. <clears throat> yeah, Mariah May might be potentially be some pretty uh pretty special. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, crazy thing on this collision that's not the only woman's match I know how strange hmm um, Eddie Kingston had a wee match with uh, Willie Mack which was pretty enjoyable oh there was one rough bit though oh what when Willie had obviously hurt his knee, legit, and he went to do you know, his standing moonsault, mm. and he just came down his head. Oh, I must have missed that. Oof, it was rough looking. I think he had legit tweaked the knee, and he just didn't have the same spring as he usually does, and he goes for the, the standing moonsault, and he just comes down head first on top of Eddie, and it was just, ooh, oh. bad looking, but... The two of them were already continued on, like yeah, yeah. you could tell that the knee just wasn't just wasn't right. right. So the reason why we had this match, though, this is a <laughs> proving ground match. So it was the Ring of Honor ring where you beat the champion, and then you get a tail shot. Eddie's heading back up the ramp. Danielson's music hits because he's coming down for his match. Um, Danielson just like blanks him. On the yep. way down, then Eddie goes like, fuck this, goes over to the commentary table and sits down. <laughs> He's yep. like, I'm calling this match. <laughs> and this is uh, Brian Danielson versus uh, Yuji Nagata, who is a yep. former All Japan Triple Crown champion. Um, so this is all about the, the Danielson and Kingston feud. Um, but Eddie's the, just like a huge fan of Nagata. Y- yeah. He absolutely yeah. loves the man. This match was fucking fantastic. It was absolutely amazing. Just very, very Japanese style. Yep. Lots of kicks. Um, and to fucking Nagata still got it. He really does, eh? 
What age is he? I'd say in his he's, late fifties. Must be near sixty. He's. I love that thing. You know they do it in the corner where like Daniels is chopping at him, and he just keeps getting back up and going sort of face to face with him as if you know, bring it on. Yeah, yeah. Fucking fantastic height. Uh, fifty-five. Fifty-five. Oh, he's the same age as Suzuki. Aye. Um, yeah, this is just a excellent, uh, excellent, strong style match. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, like part of the reason why it's so good is like Danielson, like having the 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 pace of the match match mm-hmm. what Nagata's capable of. Um, yep. And it's not like Nagata's like he's not known for his like, like really quick or high flying stuff in a way so he's like pure hmm. like MMA style kick each other type of thing mm-hmm. um, so that's that works um, yeah excellent match obviously Danielson wins yep um, do the bunch of respect and all at the end and Kingston's like nah this is all fake <laughs> <laughs> and the way out he gives Kingston the finger yeah <laughs> um, you think Danielson's gonna take that off him? Maybe. I could I see can... it happen, like that. Danielson having like a, a wee Ring of Honor title run. They close out his career. Yeah, sort of finish as he started. Mm. Be a sort of nice way to do it, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um. Yeah, FTR. I'd say the a trainer's room, they're like, uh, Daniel Garcia, don't know if he can compete. Mark Briscoe comes in and says, if he can't, I'll go. I'm ready to go. Yep. Um, then a, a rare promo from Brian Cage. That's right. He's all, I'm fucked off. We're losing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, wants, he, he wants to take the FTW championship off hook. Everyone's yeah. talking about Hook. Who gets a fuck up at Hook? Yeah, I reckon he should. <laughs> he probably won't. I know, but it'd be, it'd be fucking brilliant if he did. <laughs> like, like it, he's still not an amazing pro, but he's good enough. I like it so. Like, have you seen Hook? He's like the size of my leg. This is my smaller leg. <laughs> it can be fascinating. It can be funny. He's made he's made me laugh a few times. The vanilla, vanilla granola. <laughs> He's fucking brilliant, like, but yeah, he's, I think he's definitely come a long way. Do you remember when he first tried to talk back in 2020 and he did that thing where he spoke way too fast because he was nervous and you can yeah. make out what he was saying. You can at least make out what he's fucking saying there. So he's, he's definitely came, the, he's going the right way, but yeah, I can't see him beating Hook. Um... After that, we had Serena Deeb back in an AEW ring. Finally. Um, she takes on Robin Renegade. Uh, it, like, it was a squash match, but it wasn't, like, a squash match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, they give it a, a wee bit of, like, Renegade did a few things, but uh, yep. Deeb's just... Ties her, ties her up. Um, yep. the fucking hell, deep. So, goddamn smooth. Ah, she's just 
like she's like fucking fluid, man. Just <sighs> oh, like we're talking about Thunder Rosa. It's like uh, Ring Rust Baba. It's like Deep's been out longer, and she just gets in. Yep. I was like, All right, here we go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, she cut a really good promo as well. Yep. She's basically. I'm fucking back, and but I'm not just back to be back for the sake of being back. I want some fucking gold. Yeah. And so I guess this division is getting elevated. I hope she's right. I hope that's not just her to say mm. stuff to come back. And At some point, we have to get Deeb and Perazzo. That'd be fucking incredible. We should do, yeah. Submission match. Oh, an I quit match between them two. Jesus, that'd be amazing. No, see, an I quit match is different. That's like the let's oh. beat the shit each other. An actual submission match where you can only win by tap out. All right, sorry, that's what I meant. I sorry, I thought an I quit match basically was like you had to tap out. No, it's the microphone one. You have to shout I quit into the microphone. All right. All right. No, no, no. Would tap you... out match. Some... Yeah. You can submission. do that by submitting someone, but if you, if you just like submissions only, so there's still yep. rules and stuff. Mm-hmm. Zay quits usually help for the other holds barred type of shit um, yeah we already said that so main event is the escape the cage elimination match uh, which so, is a different, different kind of cage match for AEW when this was announced I thought to myself wait a minute this is very silly because if one person gets out that there's only two on three. Yes. And the other team, yada, yada. But it was very cleverly brought up by Kevin Kelly, who went, oh, this is actually very strategic. And I was like, oh, yes. right, okay. Thank you for bringing this up because I was thinking, this is dumb as shit. But I no, know it's a It adds a whole... Match. See, this could have been just a normal cage match, but see, putting the elimination thing in it, it's like, mm-hmm. adds this whole other level to it that the, that everyone did so well with. Uh, yeah. In this match, this this was fucking brilliant the way th- th- yep. this played out, um, because like you notice it was like, yeah, as you say, you getting out of the ring and leaving your team down one man is maybe not what you want to do. And what they ended up that what they were trying to do was trying to get the other team out of the cage, mm. and uh, it's, I can't mind what part was it. It was near the, the end of it where it was Buddy Matthews on the outside and he yes. knocked one of them through the, the table and then he was about to climb Later. in, but uh, Garcia hit the yep. case and knock him down so he couldn't get back in. So that's the whole other side of like having that multi-man and elimination so um, yep. everyone has to get out. Uh, it just adds that extra layer of um, strategy. So FTR come down first. And then Briscoe's music hits, and then the lights go out. And I love the fact that you've seen the, the the House of Black Flames, and it's just a shot of them kicking the fucking Mark Briscoe. This yeah. quick flash of the three of them just wailing into him. I was like, that's cool as fuck looking. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, and they, they throw them off the stage and uh, So they, that's pretty much FTR on their own against House of Black until obviously we get the big. Garcia coming mm. out with a bandage on heroic, let him in, gets in the ring, um, beats everyone up, and um, yeah, th- this was like the whole thing was framed around Garcia making his comeback and being, you know, coming mm. down and getting the win in that. 
which he, you know, eventually is down to him in Malachi. But then the other end was like the whole FTR thing we've been doing that this whole time, how this started was House of Black was like, oh, you're alone here. You know, mm. you you don't have anyone else. No one likes you backstage. No one comes to help you. And then, but that's the whole thing, how it turned around. That's eventually how FTR wins. Because, like, Daniel Garcia joins them. They have to go and beat him up, yep. take him out. And then, oh, the, um, Briscoe's got their back. They, they they take him out, and then Garcia comes out. And that's how FTR ends up winning. It's not that none of, neither of them win it in the end. It's like, they they get out earlier, and it's Garcia that wins the match for them. Um, the way um, Dax and Brody King was eliminated was fucking amazing as well. So Dax is about to escape, and Brody King's like running to dive at him, but the door hits, so he sort of dives out, and the two of them get eliminated at the same time. I just thought that was fucking so cool looking, mm. having a man that size just diving at the door, and then goes flying out as well. I thought that was genius. Sorry. No, it's all it's all good. Just fantastic match, Angle. Like really good way to to finish off that wee feud. Um, and it's just like a very coherent storyline there. Hey, like House of Black get get flat for like, oh, you can't understand their stuff. I was like, mm, maybe you're too stupid, but I don't know. Um, yeah, they're kind of they're not they're not bad guys. They just sort of go, we're we're here to bring the best out of people. That's kind of what they do. Like we know you can be better, and we'll kick the fuck out of you until you are. Mm. Yeah. Um. I love the Garcia, right? The, like, is Malachi Black's about to just leave, mm. leave him in there, go through the door. And he's, he's on his knees, like, finish me. <laughs> Get back here and finish me off. And then that's sort of his undoing. He ducks the black mask. Pile drives that's him in the chair. Then he climbs out instead of going out yes. the door. He got misted by Julia as well. She was even there causing trouble. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, and that was the the last part of it. It's like so so it's Garcia is climbing it, Black's crawling towards the door, and then FTR's yep. other friend pop, pops up, Mark Briscoe slams the door in, in Black's face. They allow Garcia. Remember to get me, out. bitch. Yep. So that, that's the the end of it. It's like the the House of Black are definitely were supposed to be the bad guys and it's their whole thing. It's like right, no one likes you, you don't have any friends, and then the thing the, you know, it proved them wrong. It's like yeah, FTR mm. does have friends. Um, and they don't need to join the House of Black. Mm. Yeah, good way to finish. Definitely excellent, excellent. Um, main event for collision. Excellent collision. A very good collision. Yeah, I get that. Definitely could have been a pay per view match, but at the same time, you wouldn't want to stretch that out any longer. I think that was lasted a, a, a nice amount of time mm. well and that, that's that's the wrestling yeah and uh, very quickly Okada was back in TNA Dave oh yeah folks, hell through over <laughs> hey he had, a, he had a good match believe it or not with Moose but then Moose got the rub off Kenny Omega and now he's got the rub off Okada so I'm telling you, Moose will slowly become the greatest wrestler we've ever seen. He's just getting all these matches with these brilliant people. 
<laughs> he knows where he's at. <laughs> Hopefully we should find out soon where Okada is going. Is he free agent, though? Oh yeah, he's he's leaving New Japan. He's announced that. Hasn't told anyone where he's going. It's either going to be WWE or AEW. So. He's got a lot of friends in AEW. <laughs> he does. Just think, Okada, every week you'll be able to put on Nick Jackson's gear. Holy shit, I share my birthday with Okada. <laughs> and on that note, I guess we'll call that a podcast. <laughs> There you go. See you later. All right.